it's funny in my opinion how we've said before that you and I don't say what we're going to do because we want this element of surprise and, and reaction and banter back and forth with the cases and the things that we talk about in this podcast. Our reactions are just so much better. They're so much better. Oh my gosh, so much better when we don't know. But it's funny how, like, we're on the same wavelength all the time. It's like we you share know, like, a brain. Or, or we've just worked together too long. I don't know. But <laughs> the last case that we did was about um, gay panic and crimes of passion and mm-hmm. how ridiculous that defense was. As I am writing one and have one ready that talks about the most outlandish defenses to crimes that you could think of. Oh, that's funny because I have a really outlandish one. But it, I just think it's up. funny because literally we get done recording that and I pick up my next one and I'm like, Samantha, look at what I wrote. And she was like, no stinking way. That's awesome. Yeah. So so, that, so I'm just going to, this is just going to be a short, cute little fun one, I guess. Not fun because people die, but, but of some of the most outlandish defenses that were used in court and some of them that worked and some of them that didn't. Okay. And, but most of them did work. So. Oh gosh. Okay. I know. <laughs> so I'm Samantha. I'm Jesus Christ. Ooh, we're back to that. Hi, I'm Holy Tracy. I, I'm looking at you. I've said this before. Like I'm <laughs> looking at you and you don't ever say your name when you're talking. So I'm always like, Samantha, but I'm not. I'm Tracy. I guess I'm Samantha. <laughs> this, this is the suspended <laughs> sentence though. We've got that part right. Oh my gosh. Goodness. Okay. Out of all of the cases that are heard throughout the criminal justice system every year, and there are millions of them, yeah. hundreds of thousands of people interact with the court system every single day in America. Right. And we have one of the most complex judicial systems in the world and hundreds of thousands of people interact with it every single day. And out of every case that is heard, 90% of people are plead guilty straight off the bat. Um, only about 2% of cases actually go to trial. Did you know that? Oh, wow. No. Why yeah. is it so long to get to trial then? Right. Right. 8% of cases are dismissed. Hmm. What does that mean to you? That nothing happens. Um, dismissed means that there wasn't sufficient evidence. So they're dismissed. So people who are probably incarcerated for a short period of time, but the cases are dismissed for lack of evidence or they got the wrong person or for whatever reason. Um, but of the 90 pe- 90% of people who plead guilty, this this is interesting. 14% of them, about, about 14% of them are later acquitted. Interesting. So people who say that they did something who are, or, or plead guilty, like they plead guilty, which means that they probably were manipulated in some way to a plea agreement. Promised something. Promised something or whatever. Later are found that are acquitted. Hmm. Which is interesting interesting to me. 2 to 10% of that 90% are wrongfully convicted. Hmm. Again, fascinating to me. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot of people though, but with with a prison population of a, a... over 2 million, like 2.3 million people in America, um, there could be anywhere from 46,000 to 230,000 people who are currently in jail who are innocent. Wow. Wrap your head around that for a second. Yeah. But they plead guilty. That's going to be a whole nother episode. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) A whole different episode. 
But so even if we say only 1% of the U.S. population is wrongfully convicted, that's like 20,000 people. Right. It's still a lot of people. It's a lot of stinking people. So 1% in our mind is like, oh, well, it's 1%. It's 20,000 people, y'all. Yo. Like, it's a Yo. lot of people. It's, I mean, it's people probably that that we would know. Yeah. Okay? So, but anyway. But but the flip side, I just thought that those were interesting stats. I like numbers, and I like things to make sense in my head instead of just, I know stats can be whatever we want them to be, but I think that those numbers are really interesting. Yeah. And it's also really interesting when you are specifically looking for, for a very, um, like specific statistic how difficult it is to find within our judicial system i know and with all of the reporting that's required and all uh, try and find something on a juvenile oh i know and i understand that there it's protected however <laughs> it's our tax paying money and it's you know when somebody uh, trying to find statistics that are very very case specific are very very difficult yeah which to me is not transparency, and it's our money. It's our money. The judicial system works for us. It's our taxpaying money, in my opinion. But the flip side of this is, though, is we know we know that there are people who commit crimes that get away with it. Right. I mean, the most. I mean, that's that's what our that's what our podcast is. The suspended sentence. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit that goes on that is never solved ever. And then there's people who do things, we know that they did it, and for some reason, we can't get a damn conviction. Right. For some reason, because of the laws, or because of... Not enough evidence, or... Or great defense attorneys. Great defense attorneys that come up with stuff, people people are acquitted, and they're let out. The most famous case of all time. <clears throat> O.J. Simpson. Oh. Right? He was an NFL player in 1994. Um... He, he played what for the Buffalo Bills? I have no idea. Yeah, because people don't know that, even though he is regarded as one of the greatest running backs of all time. Are you kidding me? No, he was oh. a phenomenal football player. I thought he was like, I didn't even know why OJ was famous. I didn't know he played football. Seriously? No. Yeah, but, but that's my point, right? Like, he is the greatest running back of all time, arguably, and he is regarded as that. He played for 11 seasons. He was a phenomenal NFL player, football player. The only thing I think of when I think of OJ is the rumor that he's Khloe Kardashian's dad. Oh, that's, in, that's what you think of. Yeah, maybe it's not, a generational Not the thing. murders of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson? Well, I mean, kind of, but like... I guess more. it was before your time. That was 94. And this, yeah, I was born in You 96. were born in 96. But let me tell you, in 94, when he was driving his white Suburban all over the streets of L.A., the entire nation stopped and watched this. This was, like, international. We watched him driving down interstates in L.A. forever. Yeah. Like, everybody was completely enthralled with this. Everybody knows he did it. Like... Everybody, well, believes that he did it. He was found not guilty. I mean, three years later, he was found liable for their deaths in a civil suit from the victim's family. He got ordered to pay, I'm going to say like $30 million, $35 million, something like that. He's paid very, very little to it. But <clears throat> and if you're wondering what he's doing today or if they, he learned from that and now is a good boy, the answer is hard no. Mm. Absolutely not. 2007, he was arrested in Las Vegas and charged with armed robbery and kidnapping. Sick. 2008, he was convicted and sentenced to 33 years in prison 
and a minimum of nine years without parole. He served his sentence at um, Lockleaf Correctional Facility in Nevada, um, but he was granted parole in 2017, which was the minimum sentence. And then later that year, he got off parole. Oh. So, I mean, douchebag. His murder <laughs> um, trial, his attorney was Robert Kardashian. Well, and there were uh, there were like three. But his that's why Robert Kardashian. That's supposedly why the Kardashians were famous, <laughs> is because Robert Kardashian. Well, I don't know. And then the rumor that Chris saw with him. Sorry. <laughs> There's your um, TMC, like, gossip. I absolutely hate that you promoted the Kardashians at all on this. I, I love the Kardashians. I cannot stand them. <laughs> but as shocking as this case was, there are tons more that are equally shocking. I mean, because of his notoriety, he got the press and the and the attention that that it got. But let me tell you a couple a couple ridiculous cases here okay okay? give it to me okay matthew phelps he's an aspiring pastor in north carolina he was accused of stabbing his wife lauren to death he says that he just woke up in the middle of the night from a deep sleep his wife is lying on the floor covered in blood lying in a pool of blood he slept through all that he slept through all of it he claims or he he believes that he probably did something he has absolutely no recollection of it whatsoever. What he said was, is that he took a bunch of cough medicine oh. because he was sick and it caused him to black out. Hmm. Not guilty. What? 2011, Dr. Lois Cheen. He was accused of murdering his partner, Eric Cooper, and their two-year-old son. His defense, cough syrup. Damn, okay. He was suffering from a mental health issues. He had depression and he had some paranoia going on, which were exasperated by his use of over-the-counter cough medicine. <laughs> also 2011, James McVeigh broke into the house of Maybelle Shine and stabbed her to death. He pled guilty but mentally ill because his defense said that the night before the murder, he had mixed alcohol with cough syrup. Dude, apparently you shouldn't have cough syrup. It makes you murderous. <laughs> this caused him to suffer hallucinations. In addition, the defense claimed that he suffered from mental illness as well as drug abuse issues. <clears throat> Damn, okay, if you want to get away with murder, just drink some night. Okay, hold on, one more. Is it another cough syrup? Shane Tilly stabbed a friend to death while high on cough medicine. High on cough medicine. Oh, okay. okay. trying to get high. At trial, a doctor actually testified <clears throat> that he suffered from schizoaffective disorder, and he was found not, not guilty by reason of insanity and sent to a treatment facility. Now, does that sound really crazy and wild to you? Cough medicine? Yeah. Really? Do you take cough medicine ever? Yeah. Does it make you sleepy? Yeah. Does it make you kind of have like an out-of-body experience? I just fall asleep. I don't know. So... There's actually a lot of cough medicines that contain dextrothymosis. Really? DXM. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's DXM. And when taken in high doses, it actually can cause mania and hallucinations. Yeah, that's why there's that song like, sipping on the syrup, syrup, syrup to get high. For real. It's literally a song. It's a rap it's song. actually a defense. He's from Houston. It's actually a defense. He likes to sip on some syrup, syrup, syrup. And these hallucinations and mania can result in assault, suicide, and homicide. Hmm. Yep. 
My husband would be so proud of me for singing that song on this. And because, and because <laughs> cough syrup with DXM or D, yeah, DXM, it's really, really easy to get. A lot of people use it. Yeah, so why is it sold over the counter if apparently there's all these cases of people like brutally murdering people when they're taking their... Great question. Why is alcohol served? There's more deaths related to alcohol than there is anything else, and it's legal as fuck. Hmm. Right? Interesting. I don't know. Quality, I don't know. Population? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so this case I've talked about before because this one really, this one really messes with me a little bit. It's a 2013 Texas teenager, Ethan Couch. Oh, yeah. We talked about him. Right. He is 16 years old, wasted, three times past the legal limit, speeding, driving illegally on a restricted license, plows into a group of people. Four people die. Nine people were injured, including his best buddy who's with him, who's now paralyzed for the rest of his life. And at trial, his attorney blames, do you remember, affluenza, affluenza, as his defense, saying... The kid is too rich to understand. Oh, yeah, I remember this now, yeah. Yeah, he's too rich to understand the consequences of his actions. He's got rich privilege. He's He doesn't understand. The law doesn't really apply to him. And the damn judge bought it. The judge was like, copy that, I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, heard, heard, heard. The only <laughs> reason that this little punk bitch goes to jail Ooh. is because, no, seriously, he killed four people. Yeah. He injured nine. He changed lives because he wanted to just go out and have a great time. Yeah. And the only reason that he did any time in jail is because he violated his probation. He went and got high. After his mommy tried to flee with him and take him down to Mexico and hide him. Money. Yeah. That one pisses me off. That one is just like, we're not talking about 1911 here. We're talking about 2013. Oh, I was like, what is 1911? I'm stupid. We're not talking about the Stone Ages, you know, before we evolved into a conscientious world, right? We're talking about 2013. And this was in Texas. Come on, Texas. You guys are hard on crime. I think you live in Dallas, though. I, I... Yeah, I mean, it's probably it's Dallas. Dallas isn't part of Texas? Yeah, but Dallas is, might as well not be a part of Texas. <laughs> That's funny. It's like, Dallas, I wouldn't drive, when I lived in Texas, I wouldn't drive in Dallas. Because I I did one time, and like the speed limit would be 45, and I am like, everybody teasing me, I drive like a grandma. I am scared of going over the speed limit. I'm 27 years old and have never gotten a speeding ticket. Like, I'm very proud of that. And people would be flying past me to the point where like, you know, they say go with the flow of traffic if it's going really fast. Yeah. That I sped up to 55 in a 45, and people were flying past me, flipping me off, and honking at me. Uh. Like, I don't think people drive under 70. To get things I don't think people go below 80 miles per hour downtown. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, they Holy drive cow. terrifying. Yeah. Well, that case, like, really, I don't know. That one was not shocking, like, infuriating to me yeah so if you're wondering what he's doing now are you sure do you wonder if he turned out to be a high quality well he hasn't been in trouble since then his mama his mama takes the cake for that she's been in a lot of legal trouble good job mom but he's employed at um the family the family owned a sheet metal business Hmm. he's employed there he's 24 years old 
His zodiac sign is Taurus. <laughs> you just had to look that up. <laughs> just had to wonder. <laughs> I had to link that back to our to our serial zodiac signs. Yeah. Okay. Then there is a case of Steven Steinberg. Hmm. He fatally stabbed his wife twenty six times while sleepwalking. Oh. He had a, a history of sleep disturbances. Claimed absolutely no memory of this whatsoever. At trial, his attorney advanced the theory that his wife had driven him insane. She nagged him and complained and whatever so much that she made him insane, which made his sleep apnea or whatever, not apnea, I don't know, whatever, so intense that this is what happened when he was asleep. He walked out of the courtroom a free man. Oh. Okay. Because women are crazy. Yeah. I mean, have you not learned refer, that? Refer back to our women killers episode. Have you not learned this, that we're all just crazy? <laughs> okay, so here's another one. In 1986, there was a man who drove 15 miles to his in-law's house in the dead of the night. He let himself in with a key, obviously. Inside, he stabs and beats his mother-in-law to death. His attack was so violent that it left him with a severed tendon. Like that's that oh like my he God. injured himself in stabbing her. <coughs> then oh he chokes his father-in-law, who survived until he passed out. Once he was finished, he gets back in his car, drives to the police station. There he says to the cops, covered in blood, um, I think I've just killed two people. And he's super confused. So at trial. His attorney argues that sleepwalking, that he was sleepwalking during the time of the killing of his mother-in-law. The judge was absolutely convinced and found him not guilty. He was like, absolutely. Even though he drove himself to their house. Correct. Have and you... to the police station afterwards. Right. Huh. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Did his wife leave him? His wife is dead. I, you, didn't, you didn't mention that part. Oh, wait. No, his... Yes, he stabs it. Oh no, his mother-in-law. I was like, I'm confused. No, I was I'm, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm, when did he kill the wife? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't say. I that. would feel like. You know, it's. I've said this before. Like the amount of information that they let out on defenses that actually work is very, very shh. So there's not a whole lot of examples here. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's one. Okay. So. A woman in Toronto, she's at a house party, she drinks an obscene amount of alcohol, passes out, wakes up to a dude trying to have sex with her. She freaks out. She's like, what are you doing? Get off of me. Da 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 da. He keeps, he keeps going, like is having sex with her. She calls the police. The police come. He gets arrested. Blah, blah, blah. He also had a sleep problem. And he actually gets a doctor to testify in court that this is a thing, right? He has a, a history of sleep sex. Shut up. That is not a thing. Samantha, it works. Which aggravated, which was aggravated by more than the 16 alcoholic drinks that he had that night. So he was unable to wake up. His body just does what his body naturally does. And he was acquitted of sexual assault. The state appeals it, but he he prevails. They said, nope, that's a that's a thing. It's a sleep disorder. It's okay. What the fuck? Uh-huh. 
What the fuck? Right. Mm -hmm. In the early 1900s, this happened in Virginia. A woman convinced the presiding judge to acquit her of driving drunk. What did I say? 1900s. 1990s. <laughs> I was like, so, I'm like, oh, this is a current one. And you're like, 1900 is not current. That was 100 years ago. 1990s. Sorry. In Virginia. I'm sorry. I get so excited that I'm like, oh, 1900s. Oh, what's the 1900s? It's just not the early 1900s. It was 1900s. just late 1900s. Okay. So she convinces the judge to acquit her of driving drunk after her attorney argued that it was PMS, not intoxication. Mm. that causes her unpredictable behavior, right? Mm. A state trooper pulls her over right after her car allegedly straddles the center line. Okay, so she's driving super erratically, noting a strong odor of alcohol on her breath. The trooper asked her, how much have you had to drink? She says, it's none of your damn business. I can do what I want. So then he pulls her out of the vehicle to perform a field sobriety test, and she kicks him in the groin. Oh, shit. <laughs> She screams, I'm a doctor. I hope you get shot and come to the hospital so I can refuse to treat you. Oh, my God. That's what she's saying to the cop, okay? So he makes her take a breathalyzer. She blows a .13. At trial, if they can get the breathalyzer thrown out, then they don't have a case, right? Right. So, So an expert witness takes the stand and says PMS can affect your behavior. Obviously, everybody knows that, right? But his defense more accurately succeeded, making, saying she was angry and acting that way because she was having PMS, because she couldn't control her emotions. She needed to drink. She wasn't that drunk. It's fine. Nobody got hurt, whatever. Anyway, she was premenstrual. And became like a lioness protecting herself, and that defense worked. Ugh. That doesn't even seem like a reasonable, like, it doesn't even make sense saying out loud. I have no desire to drink when I'm PMSing. <laughs> okay. At all. Okay, this one's kind of funny. There's these twins, identical twin brothers. Okay. Okay, two, 2003. Okay. One of the twins was arrested and charged with drug trafficking. In I Malaysia, see where this is going. they go to Malaysia, or it's happening in Malaysia where the crime allegedly occurred. That this charge is punishable by death in Malaysia, drug trafficking. Okay, but during this time, the first twin's arrest, the second twin shows up on the scene. He's like, "Yo, what's going on?" Right? Though only one twin allegedly had the drugs. By the by the time the court goes to, by the time the case actually goes to court. The police were unable to identify which twin they arrested. Oh my gosh. And so it got thrown out. Because both of them were out and they were like, no, we confiscated this from them. And one twin was like, no, you took that from me. The other twin was like, no, it was on me. They were like, I don't know which one was which. So they had to throw it out. Wow. That's smart. I've heard of twins doing like taking each other's driving tests for them and stuff. Right. Well played, yo. Well played. Okay. This one, this one is, this one's, I mean, not funny, but here we go. Oh, okay. There is this prominent Republican campaign manager. Okay. Who is married with three children at home. He's being 
I'm not going to say it, with his mistress. They are on the road. They are going to wherever they're going, whatever they're doing. She is pushing him. She had been pushing him to do what he says he's going to do. Call it off with your wife. Actually leave her. Come and be with me. You've been making me all of these promises for all this time. Da-da-da-da-da. He's, they get into this argument, which was seen at a restaurant before they left together. Like they have to leave early because it's getting so heated. Later, his car crashes. He's dead. Oh. She gets charged with the murder. She gets charged with it. She gets booked in. But in court, she says, it is impossible that I did this. We weren't fighting because... I was giving him oral sex at the time of the accident, which was corroborated because his seat was slightly reclined and his pants were unzipped. <laughs> I don't have words for that one. And she got up. That was probably. <laughs> That was probably the wrong... Did he get two before he died? I don't know, but I mean, if that's really what happened, what a way to go. I think, isn't that a remains dream? I don't, I don't know, but I mean, I can't imagine... I mean, he's... I mean, how did she not die? Good thing. Because if her head was there and the airbag deploys... Oh, gosh! I mean, how, how did she walk away with that? Completely unscathed, and he died. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that right there. Oh my God. I'm just going to leave that right there. What do you think about that? I mean, like, about all of it. What do you think about the judicial system? I just it's thought, ridiculous. Some of these are so ridiculous. I know, but they, but they work, right? Well, okay, but do they work? Because these ridiculous... Please, and this is what I really tried to like research is how many people actually use please, please like this and, and it actually is successful. And the best thing that I could come up with is, is that people come up with this kind of stuff only about 1% of the time. But as we learned in my opening, what is 1% 20, of the time? 20,000 people. 20,000 cases. Okay. And it actually really only works about 30 times. Only 30 judges accept it. But but I did read I did read a case of a guy whose wife was murdered. Um she was she was stabbed multiple times in the face and the neck. And the husband's defense was then an owl did it. A greenhorn owl. He was acquitted. You're lying. No, because an because an owl feather was found. You're lying. No, because their talents could actually do it. And he had people come in and testify that that actually... Yeah, I mean, a freaking snake could come up through your toilet. Does that mean that happens every day? Not every day, but it happens enough that it could be a possibility. (laughs) It doesn't have to happen every day. It just has to happen once. Good Lord. Good Lord. (laughs) I can't. So there's some crazy defenses. So I guess, you know... If you're gonna if you're gonna be a criminal, at least be creative. At least be creative and You never know what's gonna stick. You never know what kind of day the judge is happening or what kind of bullshit he'll accept. Maybe he just thought some of these were so funny that he was like, shit man, okay, you can go. 
Yeah, dude, A for effort, you're out of here. Have a good day. Which would be funny if it was something, you know, that didn't re- that didn't end in death. Yeah. You know, but could you imagine being the mother of one of these people that's like, or the wife, you know, of, you know, this lady just killed my husband and you're going to put out in the press that she was, she was, she's acquitted because she was, I want to say it so bad and I don't know if I should, because she was sucking my man's dick. I mean, we've talked about cutting off dicks before. I mean, literally that's how you want this prominent, successful Republican campaign manager to go down. Oh my, oh my gosh, with the puns. <laughs> oh, we're going to go right down, now. get off. God. <laughs> oh, thanks for sitting through that with us, y'all. What a roller coaster. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs>